hello, this is not the official start of this podcast um, because I do that in a second, but I just wanted to flag up that halfway through the podcast today, there is a slight interruption because uh, someone rings the mobile phone where I'm recording and interrupts. So uh, if there's a gap in the middle, just stick with it and it will come back. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk. Um, thank you for choosing to listen today. I am really grateful, very, very grateful and still somewhat surprised. <laughs> um, this is me talking. Sometimes I'm out in the woods walking. Sometimes I'm office based, but I don't write a script. I just talk from the heart. Um, and today I am talking a little bit about reflections from the year. Um, the first thing I wanted to say really was there's clearly something in the air. I think at the moment there's um, two things I've noticed this week, an awful lot of stress, um, some tempers are really frayed. I have witnessed two massive outbursts of people going absolutely doolally at somebody else, quite unjustifiably so, um, as an outsider looking in. Uh, one was a, a van driver who nearly killed a guy on a crossing, crossing the road, um, Strangely enough, it wasn't the man on the crossing that was shouting and throwing abuse and swearing. It was the guy, the van driver who hurled all sorts of insults at this poor, poor person. Um, not nice to witness. The second was in a long queue in a pharmacy where the queue wasn't really moving for any of us. It really wasn't moving. It was chocker. And then eventually when it did move and a... A uh, customer asked to pick up some lateral flow tests and was then told they didn't have any. <laughs> she kind of lost it in front of everybody to the pharmacist, who then lost it back. <laughs> um, so tempers are definitely frayed. However, I've also seen incredible friendliness and some really, really lovely, upbeat, very kind people serving, whether it's been in post offices or shops or in their, a whole host doctor surgeries, all sorts of people, where there's a real generosity of warmth at the minute at the same time. So something's in the air. I'm not sure what, maybe that's just a snapshot of life generally. Of course, we're, there is a lot of stress, joking apart, because a lot of people are frightened. A lot of people are fed up. <laughs> um concerned, um, uncertain, worried about all of the COVID things that are going on, both the incidences and the infection, but also the unpredictability of what that might eventually mean and Christmas and uncertainty and relatives travelling for Christmas, etc, etc. It's impacting on a lot of people um, and I suspect that's causing a lot of stress for, for many. On top of that, of course, there's also the stress of Christmas and trying to pull it all together and bring uh, all the prep and the, the plans and all the work that goes on behind the scenes to make Christmas happen. It is a stressful time, isn't it? So I wanted to check in on you and see how you're doing. Um, and remind us all, me included, and I still am working on this, that really it's not... The situation that causes us the stress. It is our our interpretation of it and our reaction to it and how we internalise it. <clears throat> Clearly, those with showing real warmth and, and kindness that I've witnessed lately are internalising things really well, um, are 
keeping on top of everything, keeping a lid on things and projecting out a lot of kindness, which is a two-way thing and will benefit them as well. Um, Whereas the guy who absolutely hollered and yelled and was very aggressive to the poor guy crossing the road on a proper official crossing, I don't suspect he's feeling very good inside and who knows what might be going on for him behind the scenes. Um, There may be all sorts going on and, and the actual guy crossing the road may have had nothing to do with it. Um, so the first thing to think about when we're faced with stress and um, all the triggers that we can be faced with, sorry, I'm just moving rooms, um, are, is it about me? The question to ask yourself is, is it about me? And um, the the poor guy crossing road was actually a Sainsbury's member of staff. It was in a Sainsbury's car park. He was bringing food across. He was in a Sainsbury's uniform. And I spoke to him afterwards and said, gosh, you didn't deserve that. And it was interesting what he said, because he just grinned at the van driver and took it on the chin. And I was I was really impressed by his dignified um, reaction. He could so easily have lost it and gone crazy back and it could have got into a horrible dispute. It could have got really ugly, but he didn't. He maintained dignity. He just smiled, didn't, didn't really respond or anything. But when he spoke to me, he said, I'm wearing a Sainsbury's uniform and uh, we are not allowed to do anything or say anything that will let Sainsbury's down. And if they had heard me shouting or swearing or seen me react, it would have, it could have been a sackable offence and clearly needs his job and income. Um, but isn't that interesting that when you have a reason not to, when there's a real reason um, and a need for us to maintain dignity, it actually helps our reaction. And as a result, he wasn't stressed. We had a little laugh about it and a conversation about it. And I think he felt quite good about the fact that he didn't respond, even though he couldn't if he had wanted to. He didn't rise up to it. And I I thought, mm, that's interesting. Maybe if we all had. He has a rule given to him by his employer that is a non-negotiable rule. And it helps him. It gives him some structure and some, some boundaries. And maybe if we had a few of those rules we put in on ourselves, non-negotiable rules of what is acceptable in, in our world and what we will allow ourselves to say or do and how to behave, perhaps that would make it easier for us. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it? I, I was also thinking as well about the Lewis Hamilton situation at the weekend with the Grand Prix and how... Almost everybody that you listen to on the media and in the press and sports people all say he was robbed of um, of his win, you know, his success. He was robbed. But the overriding thing was how well he handled that, how dignified his reaction was. Now, we are always, always in charge of how we react to any stimuli, any situation. And he chose one that meant he could hold his head up high. Now, we perhaps wouldn't have judged him in any other way had he reacted in completely opposite way. Um, we may have understood, um, but he didn't. And so perhaps he's inspired a lot of people. Perhaps he's been a great role model for youngsters, for all of us, actually. So I found that interesting. Um, it was <laughs> on Friday... Friday, I had a nightmare day with my teenage son who was due to be departing for a ski trip very early on Sunday morning. 
He was leaving the house at 2am and flying at 6am with mates. It was, it's a, a, you know, a mate's trip rather than with family and parents. Um, and he had to have a PCR two days, 48 hours before he travelled. So I had booked for him to, we had to go down to Southampton. It's the only place we could get one booked, booked for him to take a PCR. And it was quite, his appointment was 3.40pm. And we were driving, I was driving him down the M3 motorway down to Southampton to get this when uh, there was a big, big hold up on the M3. It just occurred. So it hadn't back logged or whatever um, much but we were definitely affected by about 15 minutes um, and I was getting really stressed <laughs> because oh god what are we going to do about the traffic da, da, da. and uh, I got a re- apologies for that I had to stop um, because I just got a, a call on the phone I record on the phone I got a call and that was um, clearly a uh, scam call about um, being charged £700 for an iPhone or something, which I haven't I haven't ordered anything, but it interrupted now, I could react frustrated um, but it was interesting time, right in the midst of recording that that happened, so back to my story, down in the M3 with him getting very stressed about this PCR and I got very philosophical um, lecture from my young adult, teen teenager about life and how um, I stress myself out and to a large extent he's probably right I do and that I shouldn't get stressed there's nothing I can do about the traffic it's completely out of my control and if there's one thing I'm quoting him if there's one thing he learned from his uncle um, my brother-in-law is that you there's no point wasting stress and emotion over things you can't control so I got this very long tirade about it's not the kids him uh, the family, the dogs that kill me of stress, it's me that will kill myself with stress because of the way I react and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you know how teenagers do it. They say it as it is. <laughs> they don't take any prisoners. It gave me a full-blown lecture about how I need to just chill out and take a chill pill and some of his attitude in life. And so I did calm down and we arrived and we were 15 minutes late but what I didn't know was they finish at four. <laughs> uh, so by the time we'd found the place, got stuck in more traffic, parked up, uh, got in there, the guy was just leaving with all of the specimens and they were closing up shop. And they refused to do anything about that. No, no, it's finished. There's nothing they could do. If they could, they would, etc. Um, and I asked, could you just take a swab now and send it off tomorrow morning? No, it has to be frozen. Sorry. And they just went into the broken record technique of, I'm sorry, if there was anything I could do, I would. Here's the telephone number. Ring the company. Reschedule. But on the window, it said that walk-in appointment's available. And he has to have this to be able to fly. So um, I try and ring the number that she says. I ring about four times and wait for about 20 minutes per time to have no answer at all. I continue to keep trying, no answer. Um, through, I try to book a next day emergency appointment on their tab and there are none. When I figure that perhaps the date isn't up yet. So after midnight, I'm doing it through the night trying to book one, nothing, nothing anywhere. So I try everywhere else, Reading, Oxford, Gatwick, Heathrow, in that company to try and reschedule it. Nothing, nothing, no availability at all. So I think, well, there are last minute walking appointments. It said so on the window. So I woke him 
my teenager on a Saturday morning and we head off at eight o'clock to get there before it opens, to get in a queue, to get him sorted, which we did. Got there, queue, no, sorry, no availability at all. Um, I'm now panicking because, uh, but the interesting thing was how his reaction (laughs) changed on the way home on Friday from this very chilled out, philosophical, uh, wise teenager who had given me very wise words about my reaction to stress, who then yelled at me all the way home (laughs) that apparently it was all my fault, um, that he couldn't have a PC on. If he were going to miss this skiing trip, it was going to cost me fortune. Anyway, interesting how we could transform into a completely different person when it really hits the fan. Um, Anyway, uh, we did get a PCR because there was an angel in the queue who said, suggested we try a certain place that she knew of, which was, it cost a fortune, private place. uh, And we did get in and we were the last two slots. They closed after we got there. So, um, it was all fine in the end, but the the philosophical view that I took was the, the kind of helicopter reflection afterwards was how I'd reacted, how he'd reacted, and how actually, although it was stressful, um, maybe, in the scheme of things, maybe it wasn't so much because many of us have got worse issues um, that we're battling with, but it was interesting how we could, each of us, have changed what we said, how we said it to each other, how we treated each other, how stressed we were, and and what the outcome was. So, um, looking at all the people I've encountered this week and the tempers that have been frayed and the kindness and, and the angel that told us about this place, I don't know where she came from, why she said it to us, but I, I still can't get over the fact that she did and it saved the day, and how other kindnesses that I've seen displayed. It's interesting how that's all going on. Taking lessons from those people, um, Lewis Hamilton and uh, the local kind people that I've um, encountered. So it's interesting, isn't it? We do always, always have a choice on how we react. And as I've said, I think this year, we're coming to the end of the year, and I always recommend and I do this myself, reflecting on the year and thinking what's been the biggest challenge, what's been the biggest learning from that challenge, what's been my biggest success. I would definitely run these past you as you listen to them. What have you taken from the year? What have you learnt about yourself this year? Um, I've actually definitely learnt that as a as a wannabe vegan, it actually doesn't suit me at all health-wise. Twice now I've tried it, both times I've become quite ill and uh, now on prescription iron tablets. <laughs> so for me, it doesn't work for me. Um, it does for many other people. It certainly does for a friend of mine who's never felt better, never run better. Um so there's one thing that's a, that's more of a physical thing than an, an emotional thing. So what have you learned this year? What have you tried? Um, what have you gained in terms of knowledge and understanding? What going forward are you going to take from this year in terms of your learning? Uh, both good and bad, things that you will not do. So the questions that I always ask after a workshop are, what three things are you going to start doing? And we can do that at the beginning of 
the year, as we're reflecting on next year, what three things are we going to start doing that we haven't regularly or, you know, routinely always done that perhaps if we could, we would or should, if we're going to use that word. Um, what three things are we going to stop doing on reflection, if you look back over your year this year, what can you take from it? Or even the last few years, actually. I'm definitely working on reducing the stress, my reaction to the stress. Um, I have absolutely this year found how hugely helpful good breathing is, um, breathing properly. Um, I have found that the 478 technique for me really, really works. Breathing in through my nose for four, deep into my belly, put my hand on my belly and pushing my hand up as I inhale with my diaphragm muscles and um, holding for seven and then releasing, exhaling through my mouth for eight or there or thereabouts and doing that a few times. Um, in fact, uh, a girl, uh, one, a client that I was working with recently, we did that together. We were sat in a coaching session and um, her heart was going quite rapidly. She had it on her phone, uh, on her um, watch and she was stressed. And we actually did that. And she brought her heart rate down within a couple of minutes, if that, by uh, 10 beats a minute. A significant decrease in her heart rate by just doing those breathing. And if you breathe, you calm your heart down, you calm your breathing down, you calm the cortisol release and the stress hormones down, you calm down. So you calm down from inside out rather than take something externally to calm you down. It's so much better to find an internal um, strategy to help calm down. Otherwise, our stress response learns to ex expect an external solution. So four, seven, eight, in four, out for a hole for seven, exhale for eight. Do that a few cycles and you really do calm down. I do that if I can't sleep, if I've just got insomnia, I'll just do that to relax and I pretty much always drift off. Um, and I certainly do it if I'm struggling to breathe because I'm anxious and I'm stressed. So that's the first thing I'm definitely taking from this year. Um, so that's one definitely worth trying. Yoga as well. I feel so much better. Everything aches less if I make myself do um, some yoga on YouTube. Feels so much better. That's definitely something I'm going to take into 2022. What about you? What are you going to take in? That's three things now. I, without even really properly reflecting on this year, I'm going to take forward. Um, have a thought, get a pen and paper, work through that. It's worth doing. It's worth reflecting on. Even if it's every, uh, we don't need it to be end of year to do this. Perhaps we would all benefit if we did it maybe once every six weeks, something like that. Am I on track? What have I learned in the last six weeks, four weeks, whatever? What can I do more of? What can I do less of? And uh, what am I going to start doing? So ask yourself those questions. The um, answers will help you start the year with a really strong start. Um, and just remember that we aren't our thoughts. We have our thoughts. They're random. They're not, they're not 
who we are. And I was saying this to a client actually just this morning that there is that phrase, isn't there? Be careful what you believe, you know, whether it's the media, newspapers and things like that is be careful what you read, be careful what you believe. Um, uh, but I, or you know, I think that's the same with our thoughts. Be careful what we listen to from our thoughts, because they are just thoughts. So um, if it's saying that, you know, if your thoughts are saying that you're rubbish, you're going to mess this up, or you're no good, or you're not attractive, or you're not liked, or they'll think this, or they'll think that, or you can't do it, or you'll mess it up, or don't try, or all of those disempowering, unhelpful, limiting thoughts, toxic thoughts, in fact, that hold us back. They stop us trying for different jobs, different roles, different friendships, different activities. Those thoughts can hold us back in so many areas. And the sad thing is they are just thoughts. So I think if I wanted to, to end today on any kind of note at all, any kind of conclusion, it's Be careful what you listen to in your head and believe. Be careful of your thoughts because they're just, many of them are just random pop-up thoughts that come from nowhere. Um, They don't mean anything. They're not pre-programmed. They're not necessarily even accurate at all. Um, But they do impact on us. They do drag our feelings down, but the good ones buoy our feelings up. The good ones, the encouraging, supportive ones, push us forward, set us free, um, encourage us, get us going, get us moving, get get us on, you know, just do things. So those ones listen to and say more of and repeat and, um, re- you know, encourage those ones, use those ones to override the negative ones and just accept they're just negative thoughts. That's all. They're not reality. And we all get both. We get a variety. It's a bit like the weather. We all experience all of the weathers. There are no good or bad weathers. We need all of them. Um, they, they are just a spectrum of weathers. Is it hot today? If so, how hot? Is it wet today? If so, how wet? Is it just drizzly or downpours? You know, it's just an array of them. Um, so they are just thoughts. They're not who you are and they're not a truth. So be careful what you listen to in your head. And the most important person that you're going to have a conversation with at any point, including next year and all the years in, in to come, really, uh, is yourself. So make sure you're saying the right things to yourself, helpful, strong, encouraging things. And just let those random, bizarre, disempowering thoughts just go. Um, that's it for today. Um, I wanted to say that there's, have a look at the website, um, if you fancy, www.milestone-coaching.co.uk because there are four different workshop, um, topics and, uh, titles and dates starting in January. They're all starting in January. The new one is group coaching for teenagers. Teenagers are the biggest group that I've got at the moment that I'm working with. Very vulnerable. Many of them are struggling uh, with confidence, anxiety, social interactions, all sorts of things. So I'm doing tiny group coaching workshops over seven weeks, um, 
a series of them in tiny groups so it's not scary for them. Uh, that's my exciting one. I can't wait to do that. So that starts in January. If you've got a teenager in your life that you're worried about and you want to really help them start the year off and, and just the rest of their life really get some strategies in place, get some resilience to set them up and get them through the tough times and beyond. Um, there's also similar for adults because they're the ones I work with years down the line that if they'd just been helped in their teenage years, they would have cut all that angst and self-doubt out for years that they've been struggling with. There's stress, talking about stress. I'm going to practice which I preach and preach more on the stress management program of three weeks and there's a time management workshop. So they're all there. There are also gift vouchers if you're still Christmas shopping and you want to um, gift a loved one a good start for 2022. There are gift options there for life coaching one-to-one over Zoom or face-to-face with me, either two sessions or three sessions depending on what you want. They're there as well if you want to have a look. So other than that, I want to just wish you a really strong week and I will speak to you on the next episode of Life Coaching on the Move.